Welcome to the 27th installment of Ear to the Ground, the Land Stewardship Project's audio magazine podcast. Ear to the Ground features interviews and field reports related to sustainable agriculture, family farming, local food systems, and local democracy. I'm your host, Brian DeVore, editor of the Land Stewardship Letter. In Ear to the Ground number 26, we introduce you to Dave and Aaron Varney, graduates of the Land Stewardship Project's Farm Beginnings Program. The Varneys raise produce and livestock on One Sun Farm in the rugged landscape near Viroqua in southwest Wisconsin. They're utilizing perennial plant systems, value-added processing, and direct marketing to create an operation as an environmental and economic asset to the community. As you can hear in Ear to the Ground 26, the centerpiece of the Varney operation is an innovative system of integrating perennial plants, such as hazelnuts, with annual garden species through a system called stacking. Their long-term goal is to create a kind of permacultural garden system that does not have to be replanted every spring. While I was touring their gardens, I noticed that One Sun Farm makes use of a lot of mulch to protect the soil and control weeds. This mulching system isn't there by accident. One of the Varney's goals is to make sure nothing goes to waste on their farm. In other words, they want to make sure the inputs they use to raise food don't overwhelm the system, causing environmental and waste disposal problems. That's why they are mulching with something that, as as of now, is considered a waste product in their neighborhood. Utilizing this so-called waste in their food production system is exciting for the Varneys because it allows them to farm sustainably on their own land while providing a service to the wider community. The Varneys' choice of ground cover is more than a story about mulch. It's an example of how one small choice on a farm can become a key piece in a community-wide effort to manage the land sustainably. Let's listen in as Dave explains how they're doing this. Oh, yeah, I noticed we have a lot of wood chips down here between the rows and, and uh, kind of uh, serving as a, is this a type of mulch you got going here, or what's the story here? There's a grand story that goes along with these wood chips. Here in Vernon County, um, we have a lot of Amish sawmills, uh, quite an extensive number. And one of the waste products, quote, quote, waste, that they generate is sawmill edgings. Um, when a board... Come when, when a log goes through the mill, they first take off the outer pieces, and that's called slab. That usually gets cut up into firewood and, and sold to local folks as firewood. But when the board itself is run through a, a machine called an edger, it takes off those edge pieces that have a little bar- bit of bark on them and a, and a narrow piece of wood, and those get bundled into the, with these big metal straps, and they sit all over the farms and properties of these local sawmills because nobody wants them. No one here in Vernon County has figured out a reliable, useful way to use these edgings yet. And as you can see right over there on our property in the driveway, I've got a huge stack of of 28 bundles of these edgings that I just had delivered in here with a log truck the other day. Um, We have been using these edgings and chipping them up extensively for years. We bought a wood chipper that we run right off the PTO on our tractor and we can now have the capacity to generate a large quantity of these wood chips. And one of the things we discovered early on when we moved here was that raspberries thrive in wood chips. We can bury the raspberries six inches deep or more, way out, you know, wide in the beds and they just love it. And we'll come back a couple years later and clean things up and give them another layer, and they just do even better. Mm-hmm. And so once we knew, once we had that knowledge under our belt, we started experimenting with it around the hazels as well and found the same result. The hazels that were in the wood chips really, really did well. And once we put two and two together and figured out that the, wild, that the raspberries were growing really well with the hazels in the wild and that we were going to interplant the raspberries with the hazels in the same rows, 
it made all the sense in the world to get out here and do as much wood chipping as we possibly could with this waste material. So one of our our biggest goals here on the farm for this winter and as we move forward is to get as much of this this wood chipped up as we can and to get it out here into all these beds of hazels and raspberries and just chip them down thick. Even the strawberries that got wood chipped uh, last spring as, a, as just an experiment to see what happened did a lot lot better than some of the other strawberries on the farm that just had like a straw mulch on them. So what we've been able to figure out here now over the last several years is that this waste problem isn't a waste problem. It's a management problem and it's it's a it's it's a situation longing for an easy solution and we think we've got one here right here on this farm. What we need to do is create demand for for these edgings and we can certainly do that here on small farms um, integrating these wood chips right in into our soils and they're just helping build the soil tremendously if we were to take a shovel right here in front of us and, and dig in underneath these wood chips just a huge huge amount of soil activity going on underneath those wood chips and so I brought my extension agent out here and my solid waste manager for the county and put them put this right in front of their face and I am going to just hold out hope that they put two and two together and stop calling this waste because it's not and we what we need is some some people with some good solutions and who are willing to go out on the edge and and say yeah this works let's let's figure out a way to, to pursue this it's a little bit like manure. It gets in modern agriculture it's being considered as waste, but uh, you know, if you really look at how to manage it and and close that nutrient cycle, it doesn't have to be waste. That's right. We can take a large amount of this waste being generated by these mills. I mean, we've got 2,500 hazelnuts planted here on the farm, all all close to six feet apart. That's a lot of row feet that we can fill up with wood chips, and. Um, if there were other farmers doing it, boy, it wouldn't be a waste problem anymore. We might be fighting over it. <laughs> For more information on One Sun Farm and Bakery, see www.localharvest.org. That's www.localharvest.org. You can enter the search phrase One Sun Farm. More on the Farm Beginnings program is at www.farmbeginnings.org. That's farmbeginnings.org. Send your comments and suggestions about this podcast to me, Brian DeVore, at bdevore at landstewardshipproject.org. You can also call me at 612-729-6294. A special thank you goes out to Laura Borgendale, a Western Minnesota musician who provided Ear to the Ground's theme music. And a very special thank you to all of Land Stewardship Project's members who make initiatives such as this podcast possible. If you're not a member and would like to support us, go to landstewardshipproject.org to learn how to join LSP. Thanks for listening.